Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Pastor Steve Zancher, pastor of Green Meadow Bible Baptist Church in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Thank yes, you so sir. much for joining us again. And uh, we talked a little bit about the bivocational pastor in a previous episode, but uh, we're going to change it up a little bit. Um, today, you preached in chapel at mm-hmm. the college, and uh, you preached on Proverbs chapter 5, the latter verses there. And um, basically, I, I don't want you to necessarily re-preach the sermon right, right. per se, but I thought it was very good, and I thought it was um, very applicable uh, to every Christian in their life, and I thought a lot of people could be benefited by what you had to say. If you could kind of rehearse a little bit of what sure. the background is, uh, what does Proverbs chapter 5, verses 21, I believe? Yes, uh, 21 uh, through 23. Yeah, so what are those verses teaching us, and how can they apply to us today in our daily lives? Okay, well, the context of that passage of Scripture, and thanks for having me back on. Absolutely. It's a blessing. Had fun the first time, and uh, looking forward to the second time. Um, Proverbs chapter 5, that context is having, it has to do with that sin that it's talking about there. It has to do with fornication, sexual sin. Mm -hmm. And so the message I brought to chapel was to broaden that to all sins, because there's, you know, we have sins, many sins that are, can become habitual that are not sexual in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also we made sure we highlighted and took the time to really emphasize the dangers of sexual sin. And we were talking about, I don't know, remember how much you heard of it, but um, I was talking to a fellow who's who's um, affiliated with another good Bible college. Um, and they were one of the staff members on that college said mm-hmm. that he believes his big, biggest concern is that probably 90% of the men in that college are dealing with pornography daily, mm-hmm. 90%. Now, of course, I, you know, I don't know where he's getting all those statistics, but, I mean, he's, you know, I don't know if he was dean of men. I think he's dean of men or something like okay. that. He, yeah. he, but, you know, one of the leadership in that college. And, and I'm not saying – I don't think that's – I don't think that's exclusive to that college. Um, I think no. all of our young people mm-hmm. are subjected to, you know, the garbage and, and the filth of pornography – on their cell phones, on the social media. Um, I, I don't. I, I have to keep the social media off my phone because you can't look through Facebook or Instagram without at least some reel coming up with something mm-hmm. inappropriate on there. And you know, the Bible tells us we're not even supposed to allow that to go through our eye gates. Mm-hmm. We're not even supposed to look on sin. So how how do we obey that precept? Anyway, the, yeah. The, well, what you're saying is absolutely yeah. true. It's pervasive. Number one yeah. in our culture. Oh yeah. Um, and we access the culture of today through our devices. It right. used to be um, sin, immorality had to be – you had to search it out, reach out for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today yeah. it, we carry it with us. It's, yep. it's the – in day and age in which we live, it is another era. Yeah. And so that statistic where – I'd be liable to say it's 100% where mm-hmm. – Good grief. It probably is, right. I mean, if you mm-hmm. have access to internet right. or you drive down the interstate and you see a billboard, mm-hmm. you're going to be tempted. It's right. it's there. It's in your face. And yep. it's something you're going to have to deal with. Yep. You're, you're 100% of us are going to be tempted with it. Absolutely. And, yeah. But a high high percentage are yielding to that temptation. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what you're And that's the about. damage. Yeah. Right. It's not just being 90% being tempted. It's 90% of people engaging, these mm-hmm. young men engaging with this daily, you know, yeah. which of course is just rotting their brain. Uh, not literally, but spiritually and, 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 you know, and, and very practically in their, their walk with God. The message was simply that the, that the sin uh, detains you, holds on to you, where the, the first part of that, uh, the Bible talks about, um, will be holding with the cord, cold, uh, cords of his sins. 
um, so be, it'll detain you, and then he shall die without instruction. It'll destroy you. We know that James talks about that as well. You know, as, when sin is done, it, 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 brings it forth leaves death. death. It brings forth yep. death. So, um, you know, it, it's not always a quick, easy death. You know, there's a lot of destruction sometimes before the physical death mm-hmm. that takes place. And we see that with homes. Um, we, we know many men of God, and we, we would have called at one point men of God, women of God even mm-hmm. probably, that love the Lord and, and have, you know, had a had a, a walk with God that was very clear. And then just sexual immorality, uh, it can just totally destroy a household, a church. Yeah. Um, so much. And of course, the devil loves that. Um, so there's great destruction there. And then the last one was it disorients you. And that last part of verse number 23, it says, in the greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. And, you know, I, I believe that we can say no to God or say no to the Holy Spirit and so many times where he stops working on our heart. And that's like a disorientation. Mm-hmm. And I was telling the young people, how how scary is being disoriented? You know, you, you're, you're spinning around or you don't know where you're at, lost. Sure. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a terrifying experience. I was snowmobiling with my wife one time, and uh, we, we went up to uh, up in Petoskey area, and we were hitting these trails. And I thought it would be really cute to pull off the trail real quick and, and hide with the snowmobile because all day I've been driving so much further ahead of her. Yeah. So I was going to drive off the land, drive off the trail real quick, hide behind a tree, and then when she went by me, I was going to jump back out and ride up behind her and ha ha ha! I tricked you. Well, that time she was actually keeping up with me and I didn't realize. So when I pulled off the trail, she didn't see me though, and she went by. By the time I got behind a tree, hid and shut off my motor, I couldn't hear her anymore. So I'm like, oh, what's going on? It's weird. So I was like. A couple minutes went by. I'm like, I don't hear her. So I went back up the trail. Oh, no. So she's still going You're down going the trail. Directions. She's yeah. not good with direction. She's following me. Anyway, I turn around. Long story short, I finally catch up to her. She gets off her snowmobile, and her legs just go limp, and she's weeping. Oh, yeah. That scare of disorientation. Yeah. She didn't yeah. know where she was. And, of course, we we make light of that now, and we joke about that now. But in all, she was terrified, and I totally – Let's just say I never did that again. Amen. <laughs> Pay for that and, later, uh, huh? and very rarely did she ever go snowmobiling with me again <laughs> because how you know, how terrifying. You now that left a, a terrifying scar, and I, I put that into our spiritual life. You think about how terrifying it is to get to a place where God no longer works on your heart about sin, no mm-hmm. longer convicts you, no longer tries to guide you. You don't have the peace of God that passes all understanding. You, that stuff withdraws. As Brother Hall was saying earlier, God's not God's not gonna He's not gonna share you with pornography. Hmm. He's not gonna share you with 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 sexual sin or any habitual sin. You you want it. He's eventually he's gonna say, All right, that's you. You get disoriented, you can't mm-hmm. get back. That's a scary feeling, scary thought that it could get to that. But there's a lot of people that I think end up there. Well, yeah, certainly any sin mm-hmm. separates yeah, us exactly. from God, yep. separates us mm-hmm. from our walk with God, it separates us from our Bible reading, from mm-hmm. our prayer life. And I know in my own personal life that when there's those types of lapses in my personal close walk with God, that it's because of sin. And that is my source of direction. Right. Yeah. I, you, know, you can easily become disoriented in your mm-hmm. life, have a lack of priorities, get things mixed up in your life and what mm-hmm. you're supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to be doing it when you're not daily in the Word, when That's you're right. not constantly communing with God through prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does you know, mess your life up. Oh, yeah. So For sure. uh, you had mentioned an illustration of something like that, uh, where a young man and a young lady had got married. Could you yeah. share that with us? It was a fellow I was just talking to not, not too long ago, actually, and his, uh, his son-in-law, they were going through a divorce at this, at this moment, actually. His, his daughter and future son-in-law were 
getting ready for marriage and everything mm-hmm. was was on track everything was going smoothly they both come from christian homes you know they're keeping themselves till marriage and all that all of that um but uh, he had decided to buy a house by himself before to try to you know get ahead of things well sure he got out him getting out from underneath his parental leadership and getting that loan time he got on his phone and he started messing around with pornography hmm. and that pornography brought such depravity in that home i mean after right in the right in the honeymoon he tried to bring that into the marriage room into the marriage bed and then, and then, of course, she didn't want to engage in that. She didn't want to mess around with that. It was something way totally foreign to her. And um, and eventually, they did they did have a baby. But just recently, after that baby was born, it got so bad that he literally put a gun in her face, had dumped the bullets out, and was clicking the gun in her face, like you know, and, wow. and talking about. Then uh, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to kill the baby. Make you watch. But it all started with you know he was no no red flags. But the pornography, that's where it started, was mm-hmm. messing, dabbling with pornography. And I guarantee you could probably go back and ask him if he'd be honest. He'd probably, just a click here and there, just what the world would call soft pornography, mm-hmm. just little bits here and there until it it detained him, destroyed him. Now he's, I think he's disoriented now. I mean, he's 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 somewhere down in Texas, I guess, now. But, yeah. of course, leaving all names out. But it's just a scary situation. I'm sure that's, that's one of many, many stories of... Uh, of the end of of sexual sin or any habitual mm-hmm. sin, really, I think that it really could go in so many different directions. Yeah, that behavior is really erratic, mm-hmm. and it just speaks to the effect that sin has on a person's yeah. life. It just it messes with you in every aspect of your life. Where mm-hmm. man, you know, you're acting totally like a crazy man. That's right. that's weird, weird behavior. Right, and it's totally preventable. <laughs> yeah. You can oh, yeah. just. Where you can get out from underneath of that. What what suggestions do you give to somebody who's engaging in some kind of habitual sin, whether it's pornography or whatever else it might be? What can someone do uh, to prevent that from being detained, destroyed, yeah. disoriented, whatever those steps are? You got to get help, you know. And, and that was always me. I'm not meaning secular help. Uh, I mean, you go you go to your pastor uh, or your parents, um, peers, and 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 you don't have to confess necessarily everything every time either as much as trying to get somebody to hold you accountable i'd say i'd say preventative maintenance is one of the greatest tools in this mm-hmm. because you can't unsee right yeah. those things you can't unsee and it will still have an effect even years down the road those images will still pop back into your brain and so the greatest thing is to try to get ahead of it before it even starts and young people shut the social media off uh, or if you're going to be on it then make sure that you get one of these programs out there. I, there's a couple of them out there, like Covenant Eyes or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. have the, that one. I don't have any of them. I just just uh, my wife has all my passwords and stuff. But put some plans into place that somebody has access to all of your stuff, or, or there's you know some of them applications will actually take pictures of your screen if something yeah um, nasty gets on there and send it to your accountability partner. Mm-hmm. So that boom, hey, you, you that, that held holds you accountable. You know, you'd think that just God knowing should be enough, but our flesh is wretched. It's wicked. Mm-hmm. And we're tempted to do really, really, uh, really dumb stuff. So I'd say preventative maintenance would be great. If you're battling with it, if you're in the middle of it, get to your pastor, get to your parents if you're a young person. Um, yes, it's going to hurt when you confess a sin. 
It's, there's going to be a moment of, of, of grief on both sides. It's, it's not going to be a comfortable situation, but you will feel relieved once it's out in the open and, and you've allowed the sunlight to, to cleanse that. You've allowed the, the light to cleanse. It's out in the open. Uh, you allow the healing process to start and then you put some, uh, implement some plans, some standards, some boundaries up there mm -hmm. so that you don't do it again. You know, I'm convinced there's a lot of boys out there ought to have flip phones, not smartphones, yeah. uh, because the temptation is just so great. Um, it, it's very hard. And I'm not, and you're not, I'm not saying one's weaker than the other. I, I think that just God, you know, the devil tempts us in different ways. He finds the weakness and some guy's weakness is that, and some guy's weakness might be something else. I've often used the analogy, you know, imagine an alcoholic, you know, mm -hmm. they're trying to quit drinking right. and, you know, going to AA meetings or whatever 12-step mm -hmm. program they've got and be foolish for them in that process of trying to get away from that stuff to go visit a bar. Exactly. Yep. You know, you talked about the, um, your, your chaplain for fire department. Yeah. Can you yeah. share that? Yeah. Story with us again. So. You mentioned that in chapel today. Oh, about that. Yeah. So I was talking to some of the uh, some of the fellows and just trying to get to know them and, and really making small talk, but then asking them about their about their profession a little bit. And we were talking about one of the guys does also some work in the in the city of Kalamazoo and mm -hmm. and all the homelessness and the drug addicts and things like that and just people laying around the the streets and just how how sorry how sad how, how sad it looks and the the pain they're going through. Mm -hmm. um, and he's, he but he was saying that. You know, he said that uh, statistically, if somebody's hooked on heroin and fentanyl and those those drugs like that, even after they've been clean for so long, that it's a hundred percent, hundred percent that they will go back to that if it's offered to them. Wow, hundred percent in the statistics of this, the secular world says a hundred percent. Of course, I said that's not that's not taking account the power of Christ. Yeah, and so we know that that God can can save that that, that Jesus Christ can empower um, that one trying to get free from that addiction, and, and and I do believe that God's people can enjoy vic victory over that. But in the secular world, w you know, without the Holy Spirit indwelling the believer, and just in the flesh, hundred percent of the time they're going to go back to it if it's offered to them. They can be cleaned up, go through all twelve steps, be cleaned up for. Potentially years, mm -hmm. if they, that needle's put in front of them, loaded with heroin, that they'll take it again. And the same thing That's goes with any thought. sin in the Christian life. I really believe that. I really believe but it. You mentioned First Corinthians mm -hmm. says, "Flee, flee fornication, flee fornication." Yeah. That imp that implies so flee. many run, run, run. That don't mean just run. that don't mean just say no. It means run from it. Yeah, get as far as fast as you possibly can. That's a radical reaction. Direction. Radical reaction, exactly. Absolutely. And, and and that's you know that's not it's not necessarily just a physical run as much as it is the the actual action of doing that radical those those radical changes in your life to get that out of your life it might be as radical as chucking your phone mm -hmm. you know it might be as as, as radical as, as having to turn that all over to somebody else to help you mm -hmm. to get through that because like you said it, it, your cell phone's there just like the drunk trying to drive by the bar your cell phone's right there and you have to use it every day yeah now you, you got to make some radical changes if you're going to actually enjoy some real victory and, and and this is what it's all about these these young men in the college that that are called to preach and that we're praying for that god will use they're not going to have the power of God in their in their lives, their personal lives, in their ministries, if 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 God is having to contend with pornography and fornication and these and any habitual sin, and the the churches depend upon men of God having the power of God, mm -hmm. and and homes, 
you know, the wife is dependent on her husband, and and the husband's dependent on her wife, having the power of God and the kids. I mean, it all really surrounds about that that walk with God and and His power in, in the homes and on families. It's not going to be there if if they choose to continue thumb the nose of God and so I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. It's just yeah. not going to be good. So, well, everything you said today in chapel was wonderful, and I'm glad that we brought you on to kind of rehearse this uh, on the podcast, and I'm sure a lot of people will receive help for that, and I pray that people will take that radical change uh, and take those steps if necessary. So thank you so much for joining us. It is a blessing to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And catch us on uh, all the other episodes on our YouTube channel um, and also also on the uh, uh, audio-only platforms as well. Make sure that you leave a comment, you uh, like each episode, you share it with a friend uh, so that the uh, podcast can grow and more people can be benefited from it. Thank you so much for joining us.